Hey, welcome to the Get More Students podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Asher, CEO of LearnCube. And I'm Herbert Gozer, founder of HerbertGozer.com. So today we've got a very special guest to talk through, uh, I think, a subject that every tutoring business is going to care about, and that is how to build trust in order to grow your tutoring business. I mean, this is fundamental to, particularly for, for, for me, I, I, LearnCube, we, we work with a lot of tutoring and language businesses. And actually, this is one area that I think a lot of people struggle with. And if they don't do a good job of building trust, particularly through the website, through their social media, through all of their channels, they find it just much, much harder to sell their service and grow their business. And in the end, when you're growing your business, you're also growing your impact in the world, which is what we want to see. And Herbert, I know that this is what you do, and, and particularly your work in Facebook advertising. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, running ad campaigns for education businesses, uh, you know, one of the cornerstones is building trust with their target audience. And you can only do that if you, uh, you know, have a library uh, of assets that you can use. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing some insights about how we can leverage trust, um, yeah, to enroll and register more students. And to do that, we are going to be introducing you to Julia Silva. So Julia is the founder of Qualified Tutor. Um, I'm going to tell you more about Qualified Tutor soon, but the important thing is that she's been a tutor herself. She's runs the Qualified Tutor, um, not only the community, but the actual uh, the courses that they do, which are fa- fantastic but is also a co-host of, well, probably the founder, actually, of the Love Tutoring Festival, which, again, we're going to be talking about later. Um, She's an author, has a lot of experience. So I'm really excited to have you, Julia, joining us to talk about trust and trust building for tutoring businesses. Welcome, Julia. Hi, Herbert. Thank you so much for welcoming me on. I always enjoy chatting with you. Likewise, likewise. And actually, I probably didn't do you enough of a service with what you do with Qualified Tutor, because everybody that's in particularly tutoring, whether it be language education or or otherwise, should know about Qualified Tutor. What is it that you do, Julia? Gosh, thank you. I appreciate that. Qualified Tutor was born um, from an insight that I had wearing three hats. Um, Tutoring can be lonely was one of those hats and mm. and therefore tutors need um, connection, community and development. The second hat, well, that was my tutoring hat. The second hat was as a school leader. Um, I learned as a school leader very early on that if I want to improve things for students, I have to nurture the adults who are working with them. The people need developing and tutors need professional development. And the last thing is as a mum, Um, I was hiring tutors and I was looking for a way to understand what excellence looked like in tutoring. And there was no language for that. So Qualified Tutor speaks to those three needs, the need for community, the need for training and the need for professional um, acknowledgement, transparency um, and really what that comes down to. It sort of all rolls together in a quality mark. Um, where a quality mark is a signal of commitment to professional development. And it's something that a parent can look for to say, are you a qualified tutor? So 
So I created Qualified Tutor because I needed Qualified Tutor with all three hats on. Um, and, and here we are two years later, we have more than 2000 members in our community, active, engaged members. We train tutors um, every day, every month. Um, we've trained nearly a thousand tutors now. Uh, we have two different courses, accreditations and the big event. The big exactly. event. So all of those things come together in the Love Tutoring Festival. Alex, what happened was that we were running our podcast for, well, we've just done our 95th episode. And Ludo, our podcast host, Nye, said, we've been speaking to these amazing people. Let's bring them all together in a room and let's let other people get close. So the Love Tutoring Festival is not a conference. It's a festival because we want everybody to bring their voices and it's going to be an amazing experience that we're happy to share with LearnCube. Great. So I think you can tell by just listening to what Julia <laughs> is doing from running, being a tutor, qualified tutor, and also love tutoring festival. She knows a lot about trust building um, mm-hmm. and actually having to build your own brand. Like that's also um, a huge achievement. And also I think hopefully as a listener, you're seeing that, you know, there are ways that even using things like, um, qualified tutor as that kind of signal to hey you you can trust me because I've, I'm investing in myself and growing my my uh, my skills I think that's an, another really good tip of the hat to what we're going to be talking about today and so to kind of create some structure for today we're going to be really looking at why trust building is so important we're going to be looking at really how you can signal trust and build trust much much faster so not just simply building trust when you get on a potential call with somebody or with a, with a parent or with any kind of customer, but how can you kind of educate people so that's no longer a, a doubt they have whenever they meet with you. And then we'll tidy that up with some, yeah, some really good techniques and tips for you to implement either in your website or in your social media channels or how you uh, manage your sales process. And we'll finish that all up nice and tightly. So without Great. further ado... Uh, let's talk about why is it so important to build trust. Julia, tell, tell me why you've found it so important to, to build trust. For me, trust is all about how you show up in the world, the trustworthiness and the reciprocity. Um, you and your business have to be through and through. Um, certainly when you're starting from scratch, Alex, like I have, um, there was a lot of thinking that was done very early on to understand exactly what I was offering to whom and why. And I think because of that time that I spent really digging deep into the, the thinking and the language behind qualified tutor very early on, it comes across as a very coherent prospect a very understandable idea and what I find when I tell people about qualified tutor is they sort of go oh well that means a great deal to me because it means that it's an idea that's clear it's easy to comprehend so that's the first thing about trust it doesn't confuse people it makes you feel like you understand what you'd be buying the second thing is you have to understand the value of what you'd be buying And it has to seem more valuable than the amount of money that you're putting down, right? Mm. Or the amount of time that you're investing. Whatever it is that you're asking somebody to enroll or to exchange, it always has to feel to them that you are over-delivering. And then I think the last element of that is consistency. You have to be through and through 
and you have to show up with consistency day in and day out. People have to know that you'll be there for them when they've got a query, when they've got a problem. And it's not that you have to be an automaton, you know, it's not that everything has to be automated. In fact, the best reason to automate is so that you're free to actually connect with people. It's much more about the fact that you show up with authenticity with your whole self and people know it. And if you make a mistake, you say, I'm sorry about that too. Um, so to my mind, trust is what we buy and what we sell. Just to take that a step further, Alex, in teaching, trust is the bedrock. Yeah, a student cannot have a go unless they trust that they're safe. And if a student can't have a go, they can't step into the unknown. They can't move from not knowing to knowing, which is the process of learning. So really trust is the foundation of everything in tutoring. It's the way that a student trusts their tutor. And it's also the trust that a parent has to have for the mm. tutor. And this is really interesting because there's a double loop that happens here. When a parent picks up all your cues that you are a trustworthy person, because you show up with authenticity, because you show up with professionalism, they invest in you, they give you the opportunity, but also they signal to their children that they trust you. And the minute that the child feels the parent trusts you, they are more willing to trust you. And that's where the learning's gonna happen. So you have this amplification in tutoring that trust brings. It's going to enable you to get the work, it's going to enable you to keep the work and it's going to enable you to do a good job. So in all of the qualified tutor training, we talk about trust as the rocket power behind everything. Yeah, I really like that. I really like how you talked about consistency. Again, that's probably the most talked of aspect of trust being the fact that um, you're kind of matching expectations. And I loved your word of just over delivering on those expectations, <laughs> right? Because that immediately builds trust in terms of like, if I'm getting more than I, I thought I would right from day dot, mm. I'm going to extrapolate that in my brain and go, wow. I mean, if I go with this person, I'm almost, I'm, I'm just going to be getting value after value after value. And I really liked your point on really understanding the different stakeholders in the trust aspect, understanding that particularly if parents are the buyers, you need to build their trust. And I love the idea of that trust actually having another major impact in terms of customer and student retention because when parents trust you and that goes through through the, the students, they stay longer with you, they, they learn more. And I really liked, again, yeah. that point on stepping into the unknown, which is probably the biggest reason why trust is so important, is that when you buy anything, particularly if you buy something online, you need that sense that this person is going to go away overnight and that this person is going to match the expectations that you have for that person. So, so many points in there. <laughs> Julia, I'm just really paraphrasing for you. Alex, you're an excellent student. <laughs> so I, I hope I hope so. And uh, what, what I'm really hoping to do next is to kind of what you were almost signaling is like, we've got the why it's so critical. We understand that that's, it's, it's fundamental to be able to get the student, get the parent, get the customer in the first place. Uh, let's talk about what are some techniques that help build trust. Mm. Um, let's start with some sort of basic ones. And, and let's, again, because this is, we're particularly focusing on the marketing side initially, and then we can talk more about the retention and some of the other things that go into that. Herbert, what are the things that you've found to be the most important signals that somebody can trust 
your company or your service, your product? By being very transparent. Uh, I know a lot of websites use generic testimonials or it feels like they use generic testimonials. Mm -hmm. For example, maybe they're uh, a couple of sentences long and it's just a, a small photo of mm -hmm. the, the, the person who, who gave the testimonial. Um, you know, really good techniques are, is having an established, for example, Google My Business page where people yeah. can leave Google reviews and it's open to the marketplace. And they're very, you know, mostly verified uh, reviews, whether that be Google or Trustpilot or your Facebook page, having, uh, you know, a, a review platform that is easily accessible to your target group um, is, is a really good way of having transparency in this whole process. Great. So we're going to dig into testimonials and reviews. I think that deserves a bit more comments. But again, sure. let's try and get some of the main ideas in the, in the open first, and then we can dig into them. Julia, what are some of the other tools and techniques you have for building trust, particularly as it relates to tutoring and language education? So the thing that I'm really excited about is our um, quality mark. Yeah. The quality mark, the way that we share it is um, it's a very dynamic thing, because as you pointed to earlier on, um, what we're signaling is an ongoing commitment to um, being the best tutor you can be. Um, and so what we have is a whole collection of digital credentials. And those start with a quality mark, a, a, a membership card. So when you enroll in your first training course with Qualified Tutor, you get a membership card. And that is digital, shareable, verifiable. And when somebody clicks through, it says this person is committed to their professional development as a tutor. Then when you complete your first unit, your second unit, you start collecting badges that say exactly what CPD accreditation you've just earned. And those will compile, they'll stack to create certificates. As you complete more and more units, you'll start earning qualified tutor accredited certificates, either CPD accredited or off-qual accredited. This whole tapestry of what my qualifications are as a tutor as something that is shareable, that is verifiable, that sits on my website, on my email signature, on my LinkedIn profile, is this um, ongoing growing language of what it means to be a professional tutor. And I think what's really exciting about that is because it's such a fresh concept, a tutor who steps into that activity now, into that training and participates in the beginnings of that idea is really showing themselves to be um, an initiator, a leader in what tutoring should be. Right. So what I'm hearing from you as well is verifications, yeah. uh, like a really mm. big other kind of, so we talked about reviews quickly. We talked about testimonials and verifications and I guess social proof as well as kind of the, the wraparound. But I think what, one of the critical aspects of, if any of these are to be helpful, in a way, they have to be hard to do. When I say hard, just means the harder something is to, to, to do, I think the more people will trust it. So that's why, for example, and, and maybe this is a good segue to go back into why a video review or testimonial is so much more powerful than a written one, because mm. it's much harder and, and kind of requires so much more trust and 
goodwill for you to be able to get a video testimonial because people inherently know, oh, people don't like being in videos. People don't like uh, having their face uh, maybe even associated with a brand. So it really shows a level of trust that that person genuinely must feel for the company or the organization or or the tutor. So I think this concept around doing things that are hard can be a really in your favor. And what you were saying, Julie, about verification aspects, when you have to do something and you know, that's hard because you have to go through the, the modules and you have to, to do the courses and it's a verified certificate. Again, it's not like, hey, I just created myself a certification. I had to go and do these things. And it shows, it's again, that sort of signal. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just going to go back to, to your point on, reviews uh in a second julia did you have something you wanted i did i just wanted to i wanted to take your idea of doing something hard Mm -hmm. and i wanted to add the value of baby steps um i think that barriers for entry is a really interesting concept um and i'm seeking to make a big change in tutoring and if i made the barrier for entry too hard if you needed to create to finish six units before you earned your first Um, credential I would be making it too difficult so I think it's quite interesting to just be intentional about how hard something is so it's it's possible to signal the value of doing something bigger Mm. as opposed to something smaller but there's nothing wrong with the baby steps and um, those of us who are um, making progress should have one hand behind us helping the person along the way um, and and that, that that's part of that trustworthiness is those behaviors where we're not closing the doors to people by making things too hard. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I think it's just a, a nice nuance on there. Yeah. Uh, Herbert, when it comes to the testimonials and video side of things in mm. terms of building social proof, in terms of trust, what are the things that you can layer on that help somebody feel like something is more believable that somebody's not faking it and they're not paying somebody for this particular uh, review, which is obviously what people don't want is, is a rehearsed uh, review or testimonial. Absolutely. And I think uh, testimonials and reviews can feel that way if they are pushed out or if it's, if it's urgent, if, if it's on a deadline, it's more forced. So I guess taking one step back for both independent teachers and tutors, as well as education companies, is having that quality management process in place, whether that be having a a first feedback after the first lesson, uh, a final feedback, a a mid-feedback, and making sure that the students are, are learning, they're getting value out of it, and you are getting feedback at multiple stages of their learning journey. Uh, then at the end of that, or maybe midway through, uh, students will feel more compelled to give you feedback because that, that uh, feedback process is already in place. Um, yeah, and, and then in terms of getting uh, the actual video reviews from students, uh, you can also try to get students to uh, record videos of themselves speaking into a phone or, or a camera. But some of the most effective testimonials have actually been interviews with students, teachers with students, or possibly um, the, the, the head of academics with students talking about their experience, where they were before, 
what their journey was like when they were uh, learning, the community, the other students, the extracurricular activities, and then what is it like now for them after they've completed their course or their um, tutoring lessons, and what goals have they uh, achieved. And I think that format is less intimidating for students, uh, this interview format, than you know, instructing students, hey, could you please send me a 30-second video of you um, telling us about how your course was. So if I understood that right, you kind of really encourage people to have feedback points. So in a way, you're almost Mm. training somebody for the big event, which is the testimonial. And then when you're doing the testimonial, the interview format can be quite helpful in getting people to say the right things and also feel really more more comfortable rather than maybe speaking into a, a phone which actually can work really well. It's just that it's a bit more, yeah, of course. it's more, it's, it's just more risky, right? Because if <laughs> without some kind of, uh, su- you know, su- supervision, you can have somebody brilliant delivering a really mm. unusable testimonial. Exactly. Uh, Julie, you've probably got experience with this. <laughs> um, I thankfully have hundreds and hundreds of testimonials. Um, and yes, we put them at the end of our feedback form and I think that's important to separate the concept of feedback and testimonials because Mm -hmm. people need permission to say you know tell us what we need to know as well as Mm. endorse us Um, and so I put the request for a testimonial after the request for the feedback Um, the majority of my of my course feedback form is required the testimonial is optional I think that's important also, the enrollment. And then the final point is in the language that we use. Um, I like to say testimonials are the best way that you can give back to us. Or sometimes I'll put a shout out in the community and I'll say, if you love what you do, what we do, and you'd like to show your appreciation, here's how you can do it. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that um, enabling people to give, letting them feel that that's what they're doing here, they're giving back to you. Um, really shows the value of their social proof. Um, and I, I, I have found that it, it, it means that they, they come across with a clarity and an understanding of how they're serving you by providing this testimonial. So again, it seems to wrap to your initial point was you talked about over-delivering. Yeah. And I think it goes back to that reciprocity, right? So if you want great testimonials, don't expect great testimonials if you yeah. don't deliver an extraordinary <laughs> service. Otherwise, there's no reason to. Whereas if you over-deliver, then there's that reciprocity. And I love how you're kind of giving exactly. this. Uh, the, I'm giving you permission. The way that you can help me back yeah. is by doing this, this small thing. And here are some other examples of all the other people you'll be joining that have done that so i think there's um, there's there's another element there um you know it's wonderful to over deliver but it's not very nice to overwhelm people yeah Mm. and sometimes if you give away so much for free and it's all great stuff people are like whoa there's like no end yeah and if you give them this you know, because our community is free to join. So the minute that I give them a way to give back to me and a sense that, no, this really helps, then they feel that there's more of an exchange here and they feel more partnership and enrollment in the process. I, I actually think that um, one, of the, one of the things we have to be mindful of when we give so much away, which is, you know, a common thing in online businesses, um, is to make sure that we enable people to also be givers 
How does that match with tutoring itself? So let's say that you have a student, they're paying you for that service. How do you, yeah, like where, where does that go when it's not like a fr- here's free content, here's free content, or is the fact that you, that tutors need to, and that I've, I've heard a lot of tutors spend a lot of time in their kind of content marketing, is that kind of give, 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 and the way that students or parents give back is by using their service. How, how do you think about it in a more kind of practical setting for either a tutor or particularly a tutoring agency? I think um, it's actually something that we're very familiar with because until the last few years, a tutor got their business through word of mouth. Um, The only problem is if they're in such a competitive environment that people don't want to whisper their names on playgrounds. But but other than that, you know, a tutor got 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 business because one parent handed them to the next. Um, And that was a completely um, understandable uh, normal, usual way to do things. It might be to do with the fact that we don't use a tutor forever. We use them for a limited amount of time. It might be that we want the tutor to still be in business when our next, when the next child's coming up. So we want to keep them busy in the meantime. But I think that people um, are naturally generous and able to um, to see the value in giving opportunities to others, especially when that's how we show up. You know, Alex, you and I were talking about Simon Sinek earlier Um, and there's a beautiful video that I just saw from him recently where he was talking about how in leadership we have to earn trust but also we have to give trust and there's a gift of I trust you that we can give to our students and to their parents Um, I trust you to endorse me I trust you to respect me I trust you to engage in this process as a learner and as a client Um, and, and why should we you know, marketing is not a, it's not a hose pipe. You know, we're not supposed to market at people. We're supposed to build relationship. I really like that. I'm going to move that sort of beyond the tutor, like let's say an independent tutor. How can we use what we've talked about now at like a, a tutoring agency or a, a language school level? Like how can we do it at an organizational level of signaling trust? How do you do that? Because again, it's not, you're not going to be pushing how you as a person are trustworthy. You're going to have Mm. to show that the organization is. What are your tips and tricks? I would say, you know, one, one part of it is also to focus on the systems you have in place uh, to make sure that your uh, teachers, your tutors, as well as the students are satisfied um, that you are, always concerned about uh, student satisfaction and you have steps and processes when some or if something goes wrong as well as how you are nurturing your your tutors um you know happy tutors happy teachers uh happy life right so um yeah selling and and marketing your systems and your processes is, you know, for education companies and tutoring organizations would have to be uh one of the the top ways of of selling trust so uh, clients and, and buyers know that they're investing into a structure that has all of their concerns um, kind of ticked off. Awesome. So basically the, you're, you're marketing the, the trust in the system, trust in the process, but also I really like that idea of that you trust your people because then again, you can kind of, people can assume that they're going to have a really great tutor because 
they're not going to be a robot that is uh, mm. kind of left behind doors and you won't meet that person until you open the door at the very last minute. I think actually you've probably got some great examples as well, Julia, but um, where you're really pushing the, the tutors themselves that are happy and you're kind of promoting their own development and their own you know, happiness, I guess. I probably haven't explained that that well, but Julia, I think you kind of know what I'm talking about there, that you when you push I your do. people, <laughs> it makes a big difference. 100%, 100%. Again, I learned that as a school leader, that you have to nurture the culture. Um, you have to develop your people. Um, I think what Herbert just brought there, those two elements of systems and um, nurturing people is foundational, really, mm. really, really important. And um, one of the things that I would love to share about that is um, the idea of upstream solutions, you know, so rather than waiting until things break, um, just getting all your systems in place so that um, money is taken without any friction, bookings are taken without any friction. And what's really interesting about that, you know, as I was, as I've been developing this, our online space, uh, you know, qualified tutor is entirely online. I've had to learn a lot about user experience, um, which is an ongoing process and, you know, really, really painful, <laughs> really painful. Um, but one of the things that I've learned is um, it's a proxy for your whole service. So mm. let's give a small example of that. Yeah. A wonderful tutor puts up a terrible profile shot. Yeah. And they don't get any business. And it's not that there's anything wrong with their tutoring. There's something wrong with their marketing. Yeah. There's something wrong mm. with their photography and with their understanding of the value of that photo to them. And so they haven't put up the kind of profile shot that makes a parent feel Yes, I'm going to put you in front of my child, okay? <laughs> or, or, or an adult learner say, yes, I want to engage with you in a one-to-one context. That's a really full-on relationship. So a, an educator now has to have this extra element of understanding how to show up in the world. And it, it, it would seem like it's a separate discipline, but but honestly, it's not. Because, well, firstly, it's basic interpersonal skills you know but 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 we teach our children about you know not going out with ketchup on their face yeah well we try um but there's also that thing of you know I stand in a classroom and I understand how my demeanor affects the way the children expect this session to go yeah so in the same way a tutor or a tutoring agency has to understand that their demeanor their systems their commitment to their people is going to enable them it's interesting because it's a proxy, but it has a direct knock-on effect to the efficacy of the teaching and learning. It's a really interesting relationship. Mm. I thought that was great because, again, sort of what we talked about very at the very beginning is this transparency and, and coherency, right? So for somebody to even walk in the door, they need to feel that that person is, I like your wording around that, Julia, which is how they show up in the world. They got to like that, and then when they actually meet the person, that person needs to uh, basically match again that same expectation of of how they show up in the world. So I think that was a great way of sort of closing up how important it is that every single part of your website, your process, your systems, yeah. your support, all of that needs to be coherent and match the what you're trying to 
uh, trying to put out there in the world. So a great finishing point there, Julia. Now, Julia, we're going to finish up this podcast with just learning a little bit about uh, the Love Tutoring Festival, which is coming up. Um, LearnCube <laughs> is sponsoring this. We're really excited. And, it, and a big part of that is because it really aligned with our vision, which is to improve the quality of online tutoring that's happening around the world. And the Love Tutoring Festival is a really great manifestation of community, of skills and learning and of professional development. So again, from a LearnQ perspective, we're so happy to be uh, a part of that. And uh, you really want to hear from Julia about what are the, maybe just a couple of uh, sentences about what they can expect and what are the, some of the success stories you saw come out of the last Love Tutoring Festival? Well, let's start with success stories. Um, people still come to me and they tell me that the first Love Tutoring Festival changed their life. And they didn't know what to expect. They saw a Facebook ad that you guys put up um, and they wandered into the festival and, um, and they said, you know, one, one tutor agency leader said, I was just about to quit this industry and you gave me a reason to stick around. And he's now a leader in our space, um, encouraging and nurturing other business, um, small business owners. Um, people who have been lonely, people who have been feeling um, undersupported or lost all come together. Um, and the people who are passionate um, uh, experts in tutoring already have that opportunity to give and share. I think um, Sharon Corley from Connexus said it to me beautifully this week. She said, if I'd had the Love Tutoring Festival when I started out, you, I would have saved myself four years of growth and development yeah so um the idea is um we like to use the phrase ubuntu which is we rise by raising each other um the love tutoring festival is not a conference it's a festival bring your whole self share what you know and we will amplify this movement of raising standards and tutoring wonderful <laughs> so you you have to show up if you're an independent tutor this is your place to find your community if you're an organization listening in please get your people along to this there's nothing there's no reason for you not to be supporting your tutors and kind of what we're talking about is tutors love the fact that the organizations that they work for actually care enough mm. that to send them to events that either that are really accessible like this one there is a free entry as well as um, some paid professional development courses so Again, if you're talk, talk, talking about building relationships, building trust, not just with customers, but with your tutors, this is a great opportunity for you to do that. Uh, Herbert and I have been yeah, proudly behind the scenes of this. But <laughs> Herbert, um, so first of all, let's work out how can people attend the Love Tutoring Festival? Where do they go, Julia? Qualifiedtutor.org forward slash Love Tutoring Festival. The clue's in the name. so easy so qualifiedtutor.org slash love tutoring festival very easy now if you are interested in uh learning more about LearnCube, you can find us at www.learncube.com and herbert where can they find you uh on my website at herbertgoza.com Julia, this has been an absolute pleasure having you along. I've, we've really learned a lot about trust. We learn about transparency, consistency. We learn about some great tips and techniques in terms of testimonials, using reviews, using verification aspects, using the, uh, the quality mark that you're, you're developing, a qualified tutor, using all of these things in a coherent way across all of your channels, whether they be marketing, website, or anything. All of those 
working to build trust and making it easy for people to say yes to your service and yes to being a customer. So I hope you've enjoyed listening today. I know that I've had a lot of fun. Thanks very much for listening. And we're (laughs) going to see you next time. Yes. Catch you in the next one. Thanks, Herbert. Bye. Bye.